0: Bob Bernie, Bernie Live. Live, looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Well, this is one of those stories that uh, is breaking. Yeah, was this last night or this morning? I, well, anyway, it's current. And I, I read the story and I thought, well, it's about time. Have you heard about the uh, two arrested, two Chinese nationals were arrested in New York City for operating a Chinese police station in New York City? A Chinese police station. Now, what was the purpose of a Chinese police station on American soil? To patrol Chinese citizens here in America, to control them, to keep an eye on them, to surveil them, and, if necessary, arrest them. Well, wait, 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 wait. That's not legal for a foreign government to have one of their own police stations in one of our major cities? Ah, no, it is not legal. But here's the reason I said when I read this story it's about time. This has been talked about and reported for months. I can't tell you exactly when it was, but it was months ago. Several news organizations reported there were possibly dozens of these Chinese police stations all over America. Major cities, Chicago, Detroit, Miami, L.A., and the communist Chinese government were establishing these police stations so that they could keep an eye on Chinese people that are here in America. And when I when I first read this months ago, I thought, if we know about this, if this is common knowledge, If the news media is talking about this, why in the world are we allowing this to happen? Well, maybe it's like we knowingly allowed a Chinese spy balloon to traverse our entire country. And of course, our own government uh, misled us, if you will think back. And by the way, have you noticed how that whole Chinese spy balloon thing has just gone away, and no more talk about um, well that happened under Donald Trump? Yeah, that that that's all gone away. But at first we were told, well, uh, <clears throat> we didn't know that this uh, balloon was over America until it uh, came into airspace in Montana, and our uh, our radar picked it up. And and then if you will remember. They said, and the only reason we picked it up is because uh, President Biden ordered us to improve our radar. Uh, Donald Trump, oh, his radar was terrible. Donald Trump's radar was terrible. And the only reason we found it in Montana was because of President Biden's leadership. And then we learned, now they actually picked it up over Alaska. And then we were told, well, actually, we knew when it lifted off in China. And then we were told, well, yeah, we we knew about it, but we couldn't shoot it down because it was overpopulated areas. In Montana? Really? And then we were told, but don't worry. We have jammed all of their electronic equipment. They didn't get anything. They didn't get any information. And then it was, well, actually, uh, yeah, NBC News, of all people. NBC News reported we didn't jam it. They got tons of information. And not only that, these balloons were controlled. They even did Figure-eight patterns. Now, the, Again, this is NBC News reporting this. The Chinese government controlled those balloons and actually did figure-eight patterns over military bases so they could pick up more and more information. We were misled. I want to say lied to, but I... I I'm very cautious and careful when I say lie, but we were certainly misled. Here's one thing we know. We, our government, the Biden administration, and the Pentagon under the Biden administration fully allowed a Chinese spy surveillance balloon to traverse Most of our country over sensitive nuclear sites, military sites, and we just allowed them to do it. And we didn't do anything about it until it got over the Atlantic Ocean. And then we shot it down when we could not be certain that we could get the electronic equipment and so forth. So when we know all that, maybe it's not so surprising that the news media for months have been saying, there are these Chinese police stations all over the country. They're operated by the communist Chinese government to watch over Chinese individuals, either citizens or non-citizens, Chinese individuals here in America, to control them, to make sure they don't say or do anything in opposition to the Chinese communist government and so after weeks of the mainstream media reporting this finally the FBI says oh maybe we should arrest some of these people so here's the headline from NBC uh today Two arrested for allegedly operating illegal Chinese police station in New York City. Two people have been arrested by the FBI on allegations they helped operate an illegal police station for the government of China in lower Manhattan. Hmm. It's interesting that NBC never says the communist Chinese, just the Chinese government. The two are charged with conspiring to act as agents... For the Chinese government. Oh, means they were spies, agents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Quote, the defendants worked together to establish the first overseas police station in the United States on behalf of the Fuzhou branch of the Ministry of Public Security, the FBI said in a statement. Now, here's my honest question. And I'm not trying to be cute here. Again, we've read about this from the mainstream media for weeks. For weeks. This has been alleged for weeks. And not that there's just one in New York City. But they're in several American cities. And yet the FBI said, quote, the defendants worked together to establish the first overseas police station in the United States on behalf of the Fuzhou, F-U-Z-H-O-U, branch of the Ministry of Public Safety, the FBI said in a statement. In addition to the New York complaint, two other complaints were filed, one against 34 members of Beijing's Municipal Public Security Bureau and another against a group of 10 people that include eight Chinese government officials Uh, The common thread in the three complaints is that the suspects allegedly work to intimidate, harass, and threaten Chinese nationals inside the United States. Acting Assistant Director of the FBI said this case serves as a powerful reminder that the People's Republic of China will stop at nothing. To bend people to their will and silence messages they don't want anyone to hear. Hmm. Isn't it interesting that this is happening now and not a long time ago? And the uh, Biden administration is just now saying, oh, you know, maybe these Chinese, the Chinese government, maybe they're not really our friends. You think? Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live again, whether you're listening in uh, Washington, D.C., or listening in Columbus, Ohio. I. uh, Count it such a privilege to be your host today. Thank you. Uh, Very quickly, uh, I'm certain that most of you have heard now that Dr. Charles Stanley passed away, entered Heaven's Gates this morning. Uh, Talk about a race well run. I spent quite a bit of time in the four o'clock hour uh, talking about Dr. Stanley, his impact on me, my wife, and uh, the world in general. Uh, But there's also someone who needs our prayers. Uh, I would hope that most of you are familiar with Dr. Al Mohler. Dr. Mohler is president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, uh, the largest of all of the Southern Baptist seminaries and one of the largest seminaries in the world. Dr. Mohler went to Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville As a very young man, he was still in his 30s, and uh, he was hired to be the president of one of the most influential seminaries in the world. But that's not all. It was a seminary that had drifted far, far, far to the left. It had become a breeding ground for compromise on the authority of Scripture and so forth. And like Dr. Stanley, when he came to First Baptist Atlanta, waged war with those who denied the authority of Scripture, Dr. Al Mohler waged war on the liberal faculty members. And it was a battle. It was a war. And uh, Al Mohler won it. He won it with grace and humility, but with courage and uh, Character Al Mohler is one of my heroes. Why am I even bringing him up? Uh, The uh, seminary and his family has asked for prayer. He has been diagnosed with bilateral pulmonary emboli. He has blood clots in both of his lungs. The good news is he's improving. He has been in intensive care in Louisville for several days. But uh, word out of the seminary and his family is that he is finally responding well to treatment. And, uh, quote, this is from this morning. His health has made a marked improvement. Uh, Although he remains in the intensive care unit at Baptist East Hospital in Louisville, um, he is improving. So I hope you will pray. For Doctor Al Mohler, um we need him. We need him. Uh, he was hired at uh, Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in 1993. I remember that, and uh, what an incredible job he has done. He's one of those guys, and I've I've had the privilege of meeting several. I just shake my head and go, how do you do that? Uh, The last time I talked to him personally, he was doing a daily radio program, which takes an enormous amount of work. He was president of one of the largest seminaries in the world. He was reading one new book. Are you ready for this? Every day. Not every week or every month. Every day. He was writing a column, a newspaper column, every single day. Plus, he was being a husband and a father to his family. And I I remember I asked him, Dr. Mueller, how in the world do you do what you do? And he just said, well... This is what God's called me to do, and God gives me the grace and the power and the strength to do it. He's an amazing man. He has been a champion of the faith and uh, the authority of God's Word. So I am praying, and I hope you will pray also for an, a full, complete recovery for uh, Dr. Al Muller. Then I hate to end with this. But you you need to know what's going on. And I, I'm not a big supporter of boycotts, because I don't know how often and how well they work. I suppose. Sometimes they do. But anyway, so I'm not calling for a boycott. But you need to know what's going on with American corporations. I'm holding in my hand a story about CVS. Who hasn't been to a CVS? CVS has just issued, quote, gender transition guidelines for all of their employees. Yep. Every employee with CVS has been given gender transition guidelines. In those guidelines, they are ordered. They are required required to address people by their, quote, preferred pronouns and names that they may use. It also mandates that transgender individuals or binary individuals or LGBTQIA individuals may use the restroom or the locker room they wish. Quote, regardless of whether the individual identifies as transgender. Again, quoting, transitioning employees are asked to tell their immediate leaders about their transition so the company can provide support and to make your transition as smooth as possible. During and after the transition has occurred, CVS Health encourages you to continue to partner with your leader and your advice and counsel representative, and to immediately report any issues that you might have with your employment, your work environment, and or your leader, coworkers, clients, and customers. In other words, if anybody dares to say anything about a transgender employee of CVS, that person's in trouble. This is a trend trend. Among corporations all over America. Hey, thanks for joining me. Have a great evening, but please, wherever you go and whatever you do, remember whose you are. Listen, listen, think, think, discern, discern.